Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Su Wei Shang was last seen 10 years ago. The former sex worker had stabbed her dairy husband to death. Um, she got married to a local man called Damien Keenan in August 2011, and three months later she killed him. She, um, she stabbed him to death during a confrontation in the flat. It was a sham marriage. She was going to be deported. She had pleaded guilty to manslaughter. She worked as a part-time teacher in Northern Ireland, yet um, at the time of her arrest, police discovered she had £100,000 in her bank account. Now. A part-time teacher's wage wouldn't allow you to amass that level of cash. Incredibly, the courts let her out on bail as they decided her sentence. And she hasn't been seen since. Here was a woman, 100 grand in the bank, links to Europe, links to China, suspected of being involved in prostitution, deemed a flight risk by a magistrate a few months before, pleads guilty to manslaughter, stabbing her husband to death, and she's free on bail ahead of being sentenced. Like, do you think if this was a local woman who murdered her, murdered her husband and had been disappeared for 10 years, the PS and I would be so quiet? I'm joined by Kieran Barnes from The Sunday Life, who has been following the case. Kieran Barnes, once again, you're very welcome to The Bell Tale. How are you, Kieran? Kieran, this story starts with a crime. What is that crime? Well, it's a Chinese national called Su Wei Shang who lived in Derry. And she lived in Northern Ireland for quite a few years. Um, she got married to a local man called Damien Keenan in August 2011. And three months later, she killed him. She, um, she stabbed him to death during a confrontation in the flat that they had in Derry on Francis Street. Um, they had a blazing argument. Um, Damien was complaining that uh, his new wife, his wife of three months, um, was refusing to share a bedroom with her. And because of that, he was going to file for divorce. Um, she responded by uh, getting into an argument with him. Um, there was a, it was a fairly vicious argument. They, they, they fought with each other. Um, she claims, she later claimed to police, that um, Damien attacked her, although this is doubted, and Damien banged her head off a wall. She said that they had a follow-up argument the following day. He threatened divorce. Um, so she produced a knife, threatened to cut up his clothing. She claimed she was trying to frighten him. And uh, there was a there was a clash between the two. And Damien, sadly, was um, fatally stabbed. And he, he died soon after. We have to stress that uh, Damien uh, Keenan's family deny these claims 
um, from Su Wei Shang that uh, he would have he would have been in any way violent with her, or even I think that he would have demanded to share a bed with her because yeah. this wasn't a normal marriage. No, no, it wasn't. And and those claims which Su Wei Shang made were never tested in court. So um, the Keenans, the Damien, the family of Damien Keenan, have every right to say this. And yes, it was not a it wasn't a, a normal marriage. Um, they Damien had, Damien died on Halloween night, twenty eleven. And he had married Su Wei Shang just uh, three months before, and they'd only known each other uh, a short time. Now, the suspicion after Damien's killing was that this may have been a sham marriage. Su Wei Shang was due to be deported from Northern Ireland on the 5th of November 2011. That was five days after she killed Damien, and three months after they married. So the suspicion at the time was that this may have been a sham marriage, that Su Wei Shang may have married Damien, who was... 12 or 13 years older than her to be allowed to remain in the UK there was talk at the time that um, she had paid Damien a couple of thousand pounds to marry her and that she was paying him a weekly wage almost to participate in this sham marriage and the fact that they slept in separate bedrooms in in their home in Derry and the fact that the marriage was never consummated um, would lend credibility to that theory and the fact that um, this blazing argument happened, um, uh, uh, and it happened over over what Shang says is Damien's complaints that um, they wouldn't share a bed or they wouldn't share a bedroom. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a typical marriage um, right from the start. They only knew each other a short time. They married in a registry office with only a handful of guests. Um, they didn't share a bedroom together. They didn't have sex. And within three months of the marriage taking place, Su Wei Shang killed Damien. I suppose the question I would have there listening to that, and we might not know the answer, but it does seem pretty clear that this was a sham marriage from Su Wei Shang's point of view. But we can we can we say with any certainty at all what Damien Keenan thought of it? I mean, we, there may have been some sort of financial incentive, but could he perhaps have thought... Well, Something he, more might come of it. Yeah, of course. And if he wanted to share a bed with his wife, that's that's a perfectly normal feeling for a husband to have. Um, he may have loved her. I don't know. Damien's not around anymore, unfortunately, to be able to convey that. Um, certainly after his death, his, his family spoke of uh, a loving and caring man, someone who was very popular in Derry, someone who was well-liked, and um, someone who was, who was thoughtful and considerate. And, you know, and the priest at his funeral... Um, he shared the same opinions about Damien. So by all accounts, Damien was a was a lovely guy, quite a nice guy. And uh, it just so happened that he, um, you know, he, he ended up wed uh, a woman who was prone to violence, who liked money, and would ultimately take his life five days before she was due to be deported from Northern Ireland. Can you tell us anything more about Sue Shang? I mean, she was she was going to be deported. So uh, was that clearly, an, was that, Simply an immigration issue, or, or were there, or, or were there, was criminality a factor? Well, the, the, there was suspicions about her wealth and uh, the money she had in her bank account. She came to Northern Ireland in two thousand and five, having having lived in Europe for some time, lived moved around Europe for some time. Uh, she worked as a part time teacher in Northern Ireland. Yet, um, at the time of her arrest, police discovered she had hundred thousand pounds in her bank account. Now, a part time teacher's wage wouldn't allow you to amass that level of cash. So there was suspicion at the time that Su Wei Shang was involved in controlling prostitution 
in Northern Ireland in the UK that she was um, she was running prostitutes, uh, perhaps involving trafficking prostitutes, uh, Chinese prostitutes in the Northern Ireland, and this is how she came to amass all that money. And the fact that the Home Office um, were still looking to deport her, even though she'd been settled in Northern Ireland for six years prior to her uh, killing Damien, the fact that she was married to Damien for three months, and the fact she had a job here as a part-time teacher, despite all that, the Home Office was were still looking to kick her out of the UK. And they have to have had a reason for that. And one of the reasons that was suggested was this belief that she was involved in controlling prostitution. It would also indicate, perhaps, that the Home Office didn't buy into this marriage at all. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And we were told at the time, um, as journalists, we were told at the time, we were being briefed at the time, that this this was a sham marriage. And the whole reason for Su Wei Shang to marry Damien, and I'm not saying that this is Damien's opinion on it, Damien may have thought he was getting into a, a loving marriage, but Su Wei Shang, from the offset, the belief was that she married Damien solely to enhance her chances of being allowed to remain in the UK when it was made clear to her that that wasn't the case and she was being deported from Northern Ireland on the 5th of November 2011. Five days prior to that, she has this blazing row with Damien and she uh, she stabs him to death. She pleaded guilty to manslaughter. She did. Yeah, Initially, she was, um, she was arrested on suspicion of murder. Um, she was charged with murder. Um, this was in uh, October 2011 after her arrest. Um, she applied for bail. She was held on remand at High Bank Women's Prison. And in May 2012, she was refused bail by a magistrate due to being a flight risk. And that was on the basis that she had travelled extensively around Europe. She had 100 grand in the bank account. She's a Chinese national and she had, she had you know, a lot of links in Asia. So the magistrate thought, well, she may, she, there's not, she could have the opportunity to flee Northern Ireland, flee the jurisdiction if she is freed on bail. So May 2012, the magistrate refuses bail. In November 2012, she's been on remand a year. So she is um, released on bail ahead of her trial the following year. Um, on the eve of her trial in April 2013, she pleads guilty to a reduced uh, charge of manslaughter and she's freed on bail again and told to return to the court the following month to be sentenced for manslaughter and then the 24th of April she disappears and she's never seen again. I suppose for listeners, someone with financial means, links all over Europe, links with Asia and China of course particularly, she pleads guilty to manslaughter, which means like she will, after violently stabbing her husband to death, which you know, it's inevitably um, uh, a custodial sentence. Custodial sentence, and you just think normally they just tell you, you know, you get on with it even before they give you the sentence. It seems inexplicable to give her bail. Yeah, it was a bizarre decision, and it was a decision which was um, criticised heavily by. Um, by even politicians at the time. Um, there's a DUP councillor in Derry called Gary Milton, and after Sue Wei Sheng disappeared, um, he was he was very forthright in his opinions about um, what had happened. And he said, I'm quoting, there are obviously holes in our judicial system that have allowed this woman to be released on bail and disappear. This woman has links in Europe, and it would have been very easier for, for her to go on the run. Um, she, if she wasn't released on bail, she couldn't have gone on the run. 
there's now a self-confessed killer on the loose and that's a danger to society. And I think that's a, a quite a accurate description of what happened. Here was a woman, 100 grand in the bank, links to Europe, links to China, suspected of being involved in prostitution, deemed a flight risk by a magistrate a few months before, pleads guilty to manslaughter, stabbing her husband, well, what's believed to be a sham husband to death, and she's freed on bail ahead of being sentenced um, four weeks later. And lo and behold, she's last seen on the 24th of April, cycling through South Belfast, and she hasn't been seen since. And that was over 10 years ago now. And she actually only got two and a half years. She did get two and a half years when she was sentenced in June 2013. She was sentenced in Absentina. Um, she wasn't there, obviously. Um, police were looking for her at the time. She got two and a half years. That isn't that isn't unique when it comes to manslaughter sentences were involving women who say they have been the victims of domestic violence. Um, there's other cases where um, similar sentences have been issued to people. Who've made, who've made those claims or who've been in that situation? Um, it's not it's it's not unique, and judges work within sentencing guidelines. So, um, it's I the guidelines. I think it's rather the guidelines that should be criticised rather than the judge in that instance. I suppose my point is, she's already served time in remand. She could get time for good behaviour. Uh, I, 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 so I mean, well, what she she's was gone on the run. At, maybe she wouldn't have been in prison yeah, that much. Well, longer she'd already anyway. done a year on remand, so all she was looking at was another eighteen months in in prison. But, and I think it wasn't 18 months in prison that worried her. It was after she served the 18 months, she was going to be deported. So that's, I believe, was the reason for her fleeing Northern Ireland. Well, fleeing the jurisdiction or disappearing uh, in, in April of 2013. wasn't so much she'd have to do 18 months behind bars. It was the fact that she was getting kicked out of the UK. She really didn't want to go back to China. So could we presume that that's not where she wants to be or, or, or is... Well, that, this is the thing. Um, no one knows. And I think it's a dominant indictment of the PSNI too in relation to this. This lady, this self-confessed killer, disappears on the 24th of April 2013. In the 10 years since, the police, the police made an initial appeal for information when she did disappear. And around the time she was sentenced to two and a half years in prison in June of 2013, in the 10 years since, there hasn't been one single appeal for information until... Sunday Life went the police on the 10th anniversary of her disappearance earlier this year. So there was a 10-year period where police don't ask for any information on her whereabouts, don't issue any press releases, don't any don't issue any updated or AI-generated mugshots of what she may look like now, you know, 12 or 10 years later. So none of this goes on. Like, do you think if this was a local woman who murdered her, murdered her husband and had been disappeared for 10 years, the PSNI would be so quiet? Do you think if this was a local man who murdered his wife and disappeared for 10 years, the PSNI would be so quiet? Of course they wouldn't. And the reason for this is because this lady was a, a foreign national. Um, she's... She's out of the PSNA's her. She's out of the jurisdiction. And I think the police just want to forget about her. I think the judicial system want, wants to forget about her. And uh, because it's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment that a self-confessed killer can be on the run for 10 years and the police not so much as issue a press release about it. And this lady, God knows where she is. Um, and has she been involved in other crime? Who knows? We're assuming she's not in this jurisdiction, but again, if the PS and I aren't particularly keeping an eye out for her, and she's not, she's not above the radar. She's living quietly. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's possible she's, it's possible she's in 
Katie. Yeah, well, well, that's it. Now, when I spoke to the PSNI back in April in relation to this, and they sent me through a statement from Detective Inspector Claire McGarvey from the PSNI's major investigation team. And she said, look, the case remains open despite the despite the gap, the 10-year gap. Um, she says, an extradition warrant has been granted by Belfast Magistrates Court in the event Sue Wei Shang should come to the attention of ourselves or other law enforcement agencies. And then she went on to stress that the decision to free Shang on bail ahead of being sentenced for manslaughter was opposed by police. Um, she said that uh, police opposed bail at Magistrates Court on the 21st of May 2012 and again at the High Court on the 24th of August 2012. She was granted bail, which is a matter for the courts to decide. So the police are washing their hands off the decision to free her on bail. And that's that's fair enough because there was a court debate that decision that wasn't the PSNI. But what the PSNI can't wash their hands off is in the 10 years since she's disappeared. Why has there been no updates? Why has there been no appeals for information? This is a self-confessed killer with a hundred grand in the bank account who was suspected of, of running uh, prostitution rackets in Northern Ireland um, who had extensive links to Europe and Asia. Why, in the past 10 years, has there been no appeal for this killer's whereabouts? Kieran, when I speak to crime correspondents and journalists who deal with this sort of thing, especially in terms of murder, one of the points made again and again and again is that if you want justice for a family member, you have to keep in the media, you have to keep the pressure on the police and you have to make sure that that file not only stays open, but stays open on their desk. You have to make sure that they are working on it. And if you don't do that, they're not working on it. Well, exactly. And see, within a, I would say within weeks of Su Wei Shang's uh, disappearance, the file on her was closed. It was, it was put in a dusty filing cabinet and, and the drawer was shut. And it remained shut for 10 years until I asked the police in April on the 10th anniversary of her disappearance what they were doing about it. And even then, it took them days to get back to me um, with, a, with a statement where they absolved themselves from blame in relation to her being freed on bail. And, uh, and say, look, the case is still open. But frankly, I don't think that's good enough. And I don't think the family of Damien Keenan think that's good enough. Um, like I said, from statements from the, the priest who buried Damien at the time and statements from his family, this is a well-liked guy. This is a loved guy. This is a guy who, who had so much to give. And he, he, his life was cut short in the most brutal fashion. And outside of his family now and his friends in Derry, uh, you know, no one knows about Damien Keenan. And that's a sad thing here. He's a forgotten victim. He really is. A for- you know, sometimes journalists talk about forgotten victims and, and they use that term loosely. Damien Keenan is. Damien Keenan deserves justice and his family deserves justice. And it's been denied on them. It's been, it's been denied on them because this Su Wei Shang, this killer, she was given the opportunity to go on the run um, when a blind man, this dog, could have told you it was a bad idea to, to free her own bail because of the money she had access to and the, and the international links she had access to. Yet here we are, 10 years later, and um, she's still on their own. What are the PS and I doing about it? Nothing much, as far as I can ascertain. Kieran Barnes, thank you very much. Thank you, Kieran. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.